Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Aspire and Inquire. Today, as always, we have another amazing guest on the show. Uh, we have a very impressive, successful individual, Simon Lerner, at only 19 years old. He's the founder and CEO of Net Convention, NetCon, uh, an elite educational and networking platform for entrepreneurs across the globe. Also, a very successful painfully transparent public equity trader on Instagram shows all of his wins and losses, uh, gains and losses. It's pretty impressive. Went from a college dropout to a six-figure earner in the span of months. Simon, really excited to have you on the show. Ben, thank you so much for the warm words of introduction. Super excited to be here. Really cool. I mean, there are not many people at uh, 19 that can say that they have done what you have done I gave a brief introduction. Is there anything else you'd like to say regarding introducing yourself? Gotcha. Uh, well, first of all, 20 years old now. <laughs> Those individuals who are not really familiar with who it is that I am, I'm just going to give you guys a quick summary, quick story, background, where it started. So I uh, was born in Russia, raised in Russia, came to America when I was 13 years old with my mom. Uh, parents were, were divorced when I was young, um, pretty much single mom, brought to a country where I didn't speak the language, didn't know anything. So I was 13 years old was brought to America. My parents brought me to America because they wanted me to pursue higher education here. And they saw uh, my future in college and they wanted me to get American college education because to a Russian family, that's what success was, was pretty much getting education. That was the only way they knew um, at the time that success was to be acquired through education, knowledge, knowledge is power in their words, right in their eyes. And it is obviously, but um, you know, obviously there's different approaches to it nowadays. So came to America at 13, didn't speak English, didn't really fit in, single mom, uh, wasn't school, got bullied, didn't really, again, fit in. So rather than staying in school after hours, uh, you know, like eighth grade, freshman year of high school, you know, doing sports, clubs, activities, I would just go home and work on, you know, things that interested me, number one, because I didn't really speak English that well. Um, and I, you know, pretty much divulged into like reading personal development books, freelancing online, editing pictures, playing video games and like networking with people online and like doing stuff like that uh, rather than just being in school, you know, and secondly, it's just, you know, like I didn't fit in school. So um, I just rushed home because I didn't want to be around bullies and people who just didn't like me. So um, that time was spent, you know, from ages of 13 to around 17 on learning better English, first of all, uh, reading personal development books because, you know, um, kind of needed some help. <laughs> so some books, personal development, um, was editing pictures on my computer, was always like tech savvy. So like at 14, I built my own, you know, gaming computer and stuff like that, um, you know. But the main kind of motivation behind everything was my mom, honestly. Um, uh, again, single, uh, sing single mom, dad never, you know, like tried to support us as much as he could, but, you know, wasn't to the point where it's, you know, a full fledged family where both family members are supporting you financially and have, you know, full working jobs. He's still in Russia. So it's, you know, uh, it, it was tough, but my mom did a very good job fighting it. She always made it seem like, Hey, we have enough money for everything. There's nothing to worry about. But deep down, I saw like that pain, that uh, struggle. Um, so for me at an early age, it became a mission to become a rock a rock for support for, my parents and people that I love to fall back on. So whatever happened, they can just fall back, um, you know, on me as a rock foundation and not have to worry about anything. So that's what kind of drove 
me towards try, being curious about online business, trying to make money online and like learning about those things such at a such early age, if that makes sense. And, and so you talked about how knowledge is power. Um, you realized the traditional education system here in the States was not for you. And it's, of course, not for everyone. And you've clearly done very well outside of that. So let, let's talk about, so you dropped out of college. Totally. Let's get before dropping out. So I went into college. I went for engineering first because I was pretty good at math, science stuff. But I wasn't really like ever passionate about it. I was good at it, right? Naturally, you know, you have some things you're good at it, but I didn't really enjoy it. Wasn't passionate at it. It just came, you know, good to me. So I went for engineering, was doing it for my parents. Then I was like, mom, I really don't think I can do four years of this. She's like, whatever, that's fine. If you if, like, you already kind of disappointed us, you're not going to do engineering, do just like finish school at least. So I switched to business second semester of freshman year for a business degree. And at that time I was already like trading on my own and uh, diving into the markets, but I wasn't really profitable at trading, but I was still, you know, doing things on my own outside of school to like make money and try like always try to make money online and do things on my own. And like, I proved to myself at an early age, 16, 17, 18, that, Hey, there is ways to make money online. I see other people doing it. I see people on YouTube, Instagram doing it. And not only do I see other people doing it online, I also know from my own experience that it's possible because I did video editing. I got paid through like PayPal, Venmo by strangers on an internet pretty much. So at an early age, I proved to myself, hey, this is possible and doable. It's just a matter of finding a strategy that works for me. So it was there was no doubt of proof of concept. I proved the concept early on. It was more of the execution part. How do I find a way and approach to make this happen for me, right? So I was already trading stocks, trying to figure it out while still attending school. I was trading in the classroom, outside of the classroom at home, pretty much putting all my spare and extra time into trying to learn about stocks and uh, developing that side of the thing. And one day I came up to my teacher in uh, my professor in college for uh, my economics class. I think it was macro or micro. I can't remember which one it was, but I came up to the professor. I'm like, Hey, I really enjoyed your lecture. He was talking about stock market inflation, all that stuff. I'm actually like, and I told him, I'm actually, you know, like learning trading on my own. I'm investing into like some companies. Uh, Tesla was one of them. Uh, like I, I wanted to get his advice and opinion. I'm like, what do you think about this house? Like, he's like, Simon, I appreciate your enthusiasm about the markets and investing, but I can't tell give you any advice about, you know, what stocks you should buy or sell because I'm not invested in the market myself. My wife doesn't let me trade. I'm like, wait a second. So my parents, so my parents are paying money for me to sit in a classroom and spend my time, learn from a person who on how to like trade and, and invest and grow my wealth, whose wife doesn't let him invest what kind of nonsense is that so that's what my realization came to hey i need to get the fuck out of here and find people to learn from who actually have results that i want to get because you know life is like a tree and you're an apple growing in a tree and the apple doesn't fall far away from the tree if your professor doesn't know how to trade or invest you're not going to learn how to trade or invest from him for sure if he's driving a 1996 toyota camry and making 13 dollars an hour where well, you know, law of uh, association states that you're an average of the five people you spend, you learn from and spend your most time with. So you're going to be in a similar position. Maybe you're going to be driving 2001 Toyota Camry, but <laughs> you're not going to be, you know, living in a $15 million mansion and traveling the world and making million, millions a year. That's not how it works, right? You need to be doing something extraordinary and different. So that's one click for me. Hey, you know, like I need to pretty much find other ways to learn, educate myself. And that's when I was like, I got to call it quits because it's unfair to my parents to have them with 
not a lot of money that they have try to support me through my college for me to collect college debt. And I'm not going to be learning anything here anyways, because think about it this way. If my professor really knew business, he would be running a business. He wouldn't be teaching $13 an hour about how to run a business. It's the same thing as like getting in shape in, in gym. You wouldn't go up to a 300 pound overweight and get advice on how to get a six pack. Uh, in reality, he might know deep down on like all the tactics and things you need to do to get a six pack. He might know how to do it, but he's never gotten one. So he's not a practitioner of the knowledge that he has. So therefore I don't want to learn from him. I want to learn from a person who's actually done it and been there and been to the path that I'm trying to go to. So that's where I, you know, like dropped out of school and started finding alternative ways to educate myself. And that's when I started looking to like events I can go to and business mentors and courses and a lot of more self, you know, help and personal development. So I went to 10X GrowCon. That was the first event I ever went to in Miami with Grant Cardone. And that's when I caught on to, you know, the other kind of flawed uh, system of events that was being put on. But when I came to the event, I spent, you know, a couple of thousand dollars to go to the event, you know, get a hotel, plane trip to Miami, like seemed all cool and fun. But what I realized is that it's nothing else but motivational bullshit where every single speaker goes on stage trying to sell you a product or a service of theirs, something along the lines of, hey, I made a million dollars doing such and such and such. If you want to learn how to do the same, you just got to buy my course or pay me, you know, $15,000 for a mentorship. And I'm like, wait, I paid to come to the event. Now you want me to pay more for like more stuff? How does this work? So that's, you know, how I kind of got introduced to the event industry and realized that, hey, something needs to be changed there. So that's when I literally started NetCon right after this first event. And I was like, hey, I spoke to a lot of people at the event. A lot of people caught on to this. They feel like they're being taken advantage of. They didn't learn a lot. They had their personal questions you know, they came to the event with like their questions that they need help with, you know, whether it's real estate marketing, their own business, but there's no way you can answer 30,000 people's questions in one conference in one day. Right. And it doesn't happen. There's no way for me to go up to Grand Cardone and be like, Hey man, can we like sit down one-on-one uh, for like 20 minutes and I'll show you my real estate portfolio. You can give me tips and advice and like what to change, what to implement, what to adjust. That doesn't happen. He'd be like, hey, I'd rather just speak in front of 30,000 people and make more money. That's ROI negative of my time. So that's when NetCon was born, right? Um, that's, you know, the whole goal of it was it's a networking conference where you can network and connect with other like-minded individuals and actually have intimacy and proximity, right? Because proximity is power. And what we did is create our own event, but but in a different way where we have intimacy and, pro- uh, and proximity with the speakers and people who are actually there presenting their information, um, where, whereas let's say at GrowthCon, there's 30,000 people at my events, we, let's say had a hundred people and we had, you know, 10, 15 speakers. So the ratio between attendees and speakers is one to five, one to six, where it's an environment where I, let's say, let's say I run an e-commerce store, right. And it's not doing as well as I want to, I can go up to the speaker and be like, Hey, can we sit down, you know, one-on-one, one-on-two, and I, I can pull out my laptop and show you my e-commerce store. And you can tell me everything I need to adjust and fix. Cause you know, this shit better than I do. He'd be like, sure. So we created an environment where it's so much easier to make connections and actually get help answer, like get, getting answers to your personally tailored questions where, and it's not just a one size fits all type of speech. Hey, you know, you should get up early, make your bed and like motivational fluff that is quote unquote, going to make you successful. If that makes sense. That's awesome. So you found these flaws in these educational systems, whether it's the 
traditional college education or uh, networking events, event type environment, and you fixed it and changed it to what you thought would be more su- more successful. And everything you're saying makes sense, right? I mean, it's if you can have speakers speak uh, directly with people attending these events and actually learning rather than, yeah, maybe they speak in front of a massive audience and say, for me, that's cool, I did like this. My, let's my main revenue generating more. activity like, that is trading. Right, that doesn't make sense. All, like the majority... 90% of my money, like 80% of my money, whatever from trading events are more so of a, pa- like a passion project right, of mine. Number one, like the whole point of the, like the majority of the events that are being hosted by all these gurus, the, ma- the whole purpose is, Hey, how can we squeeze out every single penny that we can out of our attendees? Right. That is the whole purpose of the event. It's treated as hey, their main business, right? Because for some reason, their you know other business is not doing as well because why do a lot of people sell courses because they need to make extra income from education rather than their skill right so that's pretty much the system for me it was more like hey i already know how to make money i make enough money with trading let me just try to give back to the community make a little bit more money that's that doesn't hurt but i'm my main goal is not to take advantage of the people and try to get everyone's credit card information and try to upsell and upcharge everybody for their soul and brains right <laughs> so you know, in terms of just education in general, my whole mission in life is to pretty much reform the way we learn business, not necessarily the whole education system, because I'm on board with traditional schooling for certain things like spe- like specialized subjects, like, you know, pilots. You can't learn how to be a pilot online, you know, or by by trial and error, crashing a few planes, you know, killing people and then being like, yeah, I learned how to fly a plane, uh, you, you know, or like you can't operate on a brain by watching a few YouTube videos or being a lawyer, doctor, engineer, nuclear scientist, or an accountant. If you want to be those things, traditional schooling is the path to go, you know, and that's the only way to kind of learn those things. But business and, you know, everything revolving business should be learned from practicality and application rather than a textbook that is outdated and printed in 1980s. We're living in a digital modern world where Every day, every week, there's new things that come out and textbooks just don't live up to it and can't catch up with the trends and things that work. Things that worked two years ago no longer work today. You know, you, you know that for a fact from, you know, Instagram algorithms and YouTube algorithms that change every day that uh, bring you different sort of, you know, exposure, like the things that you used two years ago to get views on a video or engagement don't work now anymore. You know, it's like you need to always constantly adapt and change and business in general should be learned from doing business, not reading a textbook. That's the only way you learn business because business, there's a lot more aspects that come into it than just the stuff that's taught in text, the textbooks. You need to develop things like communication skills. You need to be able to talk to people and put together certain things and be a people person, right? Like you, you can learn all sort of things out of a textbook, but you know, if you can't talk to people, can't, understand emotional intelligence, what people feel emotionally, how to play in emotions, how to understand people's rapport, how to create, establish rapport. You're never going to succeed in business and school doesn't teach those things. You learn those things from experience, from talking to people, from doing business with people, from making mistakes and from, you know, just constantly improving, analyzing, adjusting, and, you know, implementing certain changes. So. Yeah, no, hundred percent on board with you there. There's so many things you got to learn by doing uh, especially in business, but you're right. Some of the traditional, uh, some other types of work you have to go to traditional schooling for. You're right. I'd love to speak on trading and 
So how, how do you become a successful trader and what should someone new to trading know about the markets? Yeah, totally, man. So a lot of, you know, there's a saying that 90% of traders fail and that, that that's practically true. A lot of people like trading is one of those fields where there's a very painful learning curve and the majority of the people who get into it simply fail. But again, those statistics are a little bit skewed. I don't like that 90% of traders fail because it's statistics are not really practical. Uh, let me explain. So, you know, for you to get into trading, you don't need to pretty much go through a course or get some sort of education. All you need to do is download a brokerage account and, you know, click two buttons and you're investing money into a thing, right? And obviously people who um, don't know anything about trading, just download a brokerage account and just, you know, click one button and invest some money, lose money. Those are people considered part of 90%, right? But if you go into more specialized uh, fields like let's say medicine, right? Obviously there's prerequisites you need to go through like four or five, six years of education in order to determine whether you, you know, succeeded as a doctor or you didn't, right? And that's why the failure rate is so much lower in other fields, you know, than trading. So um, obviously since it's so accessible to everybody, your grandma and my mom can just go download a brokerage and be investing within five minutes, the failure rate is intrinsically gonna be higher. And that's okay. So what you need to do is you need to set those prerequisites for yourself. You need to complete certain, you know, rounds of education. You need to, you know, spend time educating yourself. You can't just go out there and invest. And that was the biggest mistake I made is I just dove into it, started trying to click buttons, you know, first, first stock I bought, you know, I started trading with $20,000, was buying random stocks and know a single thing about volume trends, analyzing price action, how to use a platform, just download Robinhood, started tra trading stocks. I put 20, like uh, no risk management, no position sizing, no, no nothing. Put all my savings into this one stock, went up 5%. I was like, that was right before I got into college. I was still like 18, 19, getting out of high school. I was like, oh shit, you know, I'm the coolest kid in high school. I just made, you know, 20, like $2,200 this week, just doing nothing. And then eventually that, that account grew to 35,000, beginner's luck, right? And then mm -hmm. I uh, continued to put all my money into one basket, you know, no risk management, you know, and within four five, six months, that account went down to like $4,000. And I was like, shit, I went from 20,000 20, to 35 down to four. What the hell happened in between? How did I go from 35 grand to four grand? How did I lose most of my money and like, where did it all go? Well, the problem is I wasn't educated and I didn't know what I was doing. So my approach then changed and I was like, instead of just clicking around buttons and following the random people on social media who are telling me what to buy and sell, right? Uh, why don't I spend some time and some of that money onto actually learning how to trade and invest that money rather than investing in the markets, invest into my own education because the best return you can have always is investing in yourself. So, um, and I've, you know, learned that through experience time and time again. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take that remaining $4,000 and put it into books courses and instead of me trying to you know make it quick why don't you, why don't i just take the next six months and instead of trying to make a certain amount of money i don't care how long it takes i'm just going to take the next six months to focus on the process and learning the skill of trading from people who have actually done it from books from mentors and uh, you know try to get ahead a lot of like the first piece of advice i'd give anybody is invest money into your own education before you put a penny into the markets right so find a mentor the, and realistically, I don't care who that mentor is. could be me, could be anybody else on the internet. Just make sure you're learning from a credible person who actually shows results and has uh, the results that you're going after. You should be learning from, there's a lot of people and trading is one of those industries where there's, you know, for every hundred 
people, 95 of them don't know how to properly trade and don't make money from trading. They just make money from selling you education on quote unquote, how to trade, right? So you need to find the legit people, make sure that they're actually profitable and making money, do your due diligence with that skill you're trying to get into. And that applies to anything, real estate, you know, flipping cars, uh, trading, digital marketing, any sort of field, you need to find mentors that have skills uh, and the results that you want. And it's crucial to find mentors because that saves you so much of a learning curve. You are learning from a person who's five, six, 10, sometimes 40, 50 years ahead of you and has been where you're trying to go and they can save you a lot of time. And that's why it's uh, crucial. It's okay to pay some other people. I, I have so many people in Academy being like, Hey, you know, I don't want to spend money on a course in education, but I'm like, you would rather lose $20,000 in six months of your time just trying to figure out like on your own, or would you rather pay somebody $1,500 so they save you that six months and potentially losing 20, 50, hundred grand of your own money, which one's better, you know? So, um, comes down to that in the beginning. And then, uh, the rest is, you know, just, obviously setting consistent routines and, you know, reviewing your trades and practicing. And uh, first you got to start out with like paper trading. So pretty much trading in real life markets with fake money. So you're uh, getting used to the platform. You're uh, learning how the platform to trade on works, how the markets move, what moves the markets, how to draw trend lines and trends, determine support and resistance lines. You can do this without risking any of your money. You can download a trading platform and open a paper trading account which pretty much would fund you like, let's say a hundred or $200,000 of fake money. And you can go real time, let's say tomorrow at 930 in the morning when the market's open and trade those same names with that fake money to kind of get a feel for it. Because if you can't, you know, double a fake account uh, with fake money, you will never be able to double a real account with real money. So you need to start with, you know, practicing um, on paper pretty much. And then it's like flying an airplane, the pilots first, practice hours and hours and hours on simulation planes where it's pretty much a box you sit in and it's a virtual game that you play. And if you can't land a plane on one of those things, you will never be able to land a real plane. Same with trading. You need to pretty much get yourself in that environment where you uh, have room for mistakes. You can make mistakes without you know risking other people's lives in a pilot's situation, or in this case, your own money in a trader situation. Right? And then once you kind of get proficient at that, you move on to a real account and you slowly start you know, building up size and taking on more and more risk as you get more comfortable and you learn from your mistakes. And obviously those are inevitable, inevitable, but you know, everybody makes them and you just progress from there. So I love what you're saying about learning from mentors. Why not learn from someone who's made all the mistakes uh, and then has gone through that and become successful. Paper trading is genius. I don't know why more people don't talk about that. Yeah. What make the mistakes with fake money before you lose real money too. So that's great. I would love to ask you the question that I ask every guest. And that question is, what is the biggest misconception in life or in work, in your opinion? Biggest misconception in life or in work? I would say the, the fact that money makes you happy. I see a lot of entrepreneurs uh, are like, hey, I just want to make this money. It's going to make life easier. If anything... More money creates more problems and mistakes in your life. You have more people to deal with. You have more people. You have more doubts of people around you. You have, you start, start doubting people. Oh, are they my friend because they really like me? Or they're just my friend because they know I have a lot of money or want to use me? You know, like you have those kind of doubts. It doesn't get easier as you get uh, make more money. And definitely money does not equal happiness because, you know, I know a lot of people who make a lot of money, but yet they're depressed because they don't have real friends and they don't have real purpose or meaning to their life, you know, 
um, money, in my opinion, you know, money does not make you happy, but lack of money can cause a lot of unhappiness, if that makes sense. So lack of money can cause a lot of unhappiness, but making a lot of money will not make you happy. It can only solve certain things up to a certain point. Yes, it will make you happy in the beginning to the point where certain basic needs are taken care of. If you obviously don't have money for basic needs like rent, shelter, water, means for transportation, electricity, you know, those things, once those things are taken care of, more money is not going to bring you more long-term happiness, right? Whatever that is for anybody else to be to cover your basic expenses, anything else is just a, should be used as a tool to achieve your greater purpose and to everybody else, a greater purpose is something else, you know, um, for me, it's, Hey, I want to re- change the way people learn business. I also want to give back to my, you know, family in a way that I'm able to, I want to, you know, create experiences, you know, Netcon has been a great way for me to give back. And, you know, like the first two events, we, lo- we actually lost money on the events because, you know, there was no like revenue from us selling, you know, trying to sell people courses or whatnot. Right. But I'd rather, you know, have those memories and experiences and actually have an impact on people. I remember at my last event in Los Angeles, a kid came up to me with his friend and he said, Hey, my friend told me about your event. I didn't, didn't know what this, uh, what this was about. I was kind of skeptical. Uh, and I was in a pretty shitty place in my life. Um, I sold some of my furniture to buy a ticket to your event. And I'm so glad I'm here. Dude, you changed my life. You made me reconsider committing suicide. For me, that is so much more of a meaningful way to give back. And that's my kind of like long-term purpose. And, you know, money doesn't buy that. If you just have money without greater purpose, well, you're just going to be bored and lonely. And, you know, there's no point of being rich and have, like, if you have no greater purpose, like, what are you going to do? You're going to have have all this money and no one to share with, no meaningful experiences or relationships to create or give back, right? The whole point of getting rich or having money is to share, right? Because you want to share with... Uh, and create experiences with your family, friends, people you care about, right? What like, what's the point of getting all this money and just hoarding it and you know being all alone, like, and <laughs> you know sitting in, like it's gonna be sitting in your room. Yeah, you have all this money, but guess what? You don't have any friends or meaningful relationships or people in your life. So, which one is better? Yeah, no, that's really cool. A lot of people talk about money as a tool for the next step, whatever that is in life, rather than you know hoarding it and just gloating about it for sure. Absolutely. And my last question for you is, uh, you've definitely given a ton of advice for younger individuals. Let's say for the individuals who are, who might be in college or, or maybe not thinking about what they want to do in the future. You know, someone who's just graduated college, may, uh, high school, and maybe they're in their first, uh, first year, second year college, or maybe they're working to get to the next stage in life. What would be your general advice for those people trying to figure out what they want to do? Yeah, so if you're in high school or in college still, um, I would suggest, you know, go with it. Uh, Don't drop out unless you have a clear path and direction of what it is that you want to do, because that's, you know, pretty much reckless. Like, you know, obviously life involves risks, but you want to make sure you're taking calculated risks. You know, dropping out when you have nothing else going for you is not a very smart calculated risk. If your school is paid for, if you have, let's say, scholarships or whatever, I would just stick through school and just go with it, you know, because it's already paid for. You don't have to go $100,000 or more in debt to pay for your school. But otherwise, if you, let's say, if your parents or you have to take out debts and you're unsure about school, I would just be investing your other free time and figuring out, number one, what am I naturally good at? For me, it was, you know, trends, uh, patterns, uh, math and science was always my leniency. So I played on those strengths 
And number two would be, what am I really passionate about? So just invest time, whether it's on your days off, your weekends, figuring those two things out. What am I naturally good at? And what do I really enjoy doing? Uh, if it wasn't for school, if it wasn't like homework or anything related with school, what am I naturally good at? Or what are my natural tendencies? For some people, it's certain athletic things. So for some people, it's uh, people skills. For some people, it's whatever it might be for someone someone else, right? And then what do I really enjoy doing? Once you have a better understanding and answer to those two questions, it'll be so much easier to get a overall understanding of the direction of your you know next five, 10 years, because you develop so much greater self-awareness. And I would say spend a lot of time just developing that self-awareness. And that comes with practices like uh, meditation, planning, goal setting. Obviously, the more time you spend getting to know yourself, the farther, farther you'll go. That's amazing, amazing practical advice uh, for any younger individual. Simon, thank you so much for taking the time to feature on the podcast, learned a ton, and you're very inspirational. Everything you're doing is pretty incredible. The money you're trading, the the success you've had doing so, uh, Netcon, your other uh, stock trading group chats that we didn't even get to talk about. It's pretty amazing what you're doing for yourself as well as others. If anyone wanted to reach out and connect with you, where would be the best place to do so? Yeah, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate uh, you having me once again on the podcast. If you guys want to connect with me, you can just message me on Instagram at Simon traditional spell, spelling S-I-M-O-N underscore learner. That is L-E-R-N-E-R. So Simon underscore learner on Instagram. You should be a DM. Would love to connect with you guys and uh, answer any questions, help you uh, find a better understanding of where it is that you want to go and potentially work with you together on some projects. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I found Simon's Instagram through a friend, Matt. Matt, thank you for introducing me. Simon's stuff is pretty incredible. And he's a great guy. Please connect with him. Follow him on Instagram. He's, he posts some pretty amazing content. Simon, thanks again for featuring. Really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much, bro. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to another episode. And make sure to share this with your friends. If you haven't done it yet, give us a follow on Spotify and Instagram at aspire underscore inquire to take on this journey with us. That being said, stay tuned to next Thursday because you will not be disappointed. Peace.